So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance UK. I'm Mr. O, and today Miss M and I will be discussing Season 9, Episode 15 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Shida makes a final decision about the prenup, Thais and Patrick go to Massachusetts to meet the rest of his family, Muhammad gets some advice from his mother, Jabri and Miona move out, Emily really wants to kill any hopes of moving to Ohio, and Guillermo and Kara are the first ones of the season to make it to the altar. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Miss M. Hi, Mr. O. Hi. So, again, we're here. Again, Miss H is still out of town, although good for our technical <laughs> difficulties from last time. We are recording from the same room. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> so yeah, I get to handle all the technical aspects of it. Um, and it's going to be one more week of this. And then I'm pretty sure next week we're going to come out with an episode late and Miss H is going to be there for that. And then I'm going to miss the episode after that. So a lot of things going on. It is the travel season, but we're happy to have Ms. M with us. Um, and so what do you say? Let's just jump right in. Yeah, I guess so. You want to start right. right with the with the wedding? Yeah, let's start with the wedding. All right. All right. So Go ahead. Let's, yeah. <laughs> so it's the day of the wedding and Kara and Guillermo give each other a kiss goodbye since they won't get to see each other again until the ceremony. Kara's a little jittery, but she's excited and can't believe the day is already here. Guillermo knows that they have some issues to work on, but he believes that he and Kara will make each other better. He's thinking about how much he wishes his family could be there. Um, but in the meantime, Kara's mom, Rana, is helping her to get dressed and tells us how she's having flashbacks of Kara's life and it's making her very emotional. Kara comes down the stairs to reveal her dress to her friends. She has on a fairly simple strapless mermaid-style dress. Um, her friends all toast a glass of champagne, and then they're on their way. The wedding starts as Kara is walked down the aisle by her mom, and she's already emotional. Kara and Guillermo wrote their own vows, and Kara emotionally speeds through hers, and Guillermo says his with only one correction from Kara. And they're married! Um, after that, they are, they're asked what the next step is going to be. And at the same time, Kara says, Guillermo's paperwork. And Guillermo says, make babies. Make babies. Well, <laughs> at least they said practice at making babies. Practicing they, making babies. They at least agreed to practicing <laughs> at making babies, yes. So at this point, you know, do you think that they're a good match? Do you think they're going to last down the line? Honest, of all the couples that are on this season, they probably are. Yeah. <laughs> and that may be sad to say. Like, I don't know if either of them are really ready to be married, I don't know. Guillermo's kind of an old soul, like especially when he got to Virginia, he didn't see. He seemed like he was like, I just want to chill around the house. Like I could see him transitioning pretty easy to dad. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, it's like even though they have that age difference, he's definitely more mature than what was he twenty four, twenty three, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like really young, and but I don't know. But I could totally see that being because I was a person who got married really young, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I hit my 40s, late 30s, 40s, and it's all of a sudden, everybody has all these other stories and stuff and stuff like they did in their 20s. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was uh, changing diapers. That's what I was doing. Then. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of her dress? I mean, it was fine. I don't know. It, it was. I, I'm, I, I don't actually usually like the that style, I guess. I actually usually don't either, but I thought it looked really pretty on her. I thought it fit her really nice. Oh, sure. The the, the mermaid type like that. Yeah. The only thing I was like is that whatever that weird big ribbon, not ribbon thing on the, top. on the top, 
was that was a little weird, and that kind of distracted me from the rest of the dress. I kind of think it helps me like the style more, though, because it, it evened it out. Like, it balanced her body more sure. than, like, a typical mermaid where it's, like, all super curvaceous looking. Like, I right. think it kind of evened her out. Right. I mean, I think the – I mean, I was definitely also a little bit surprised as we were going through. We kind of saw her hair, and, like, at first they took the curlers out, and I thought she was going to be going for, like, some sort of, like, flapper, like, tight curls, like, stuck under her head. And I was like, oh, no, that's going to be It was very, rough. like, retro. Right. I liked it a lot, though. She looked really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it was like – when it first came out, I was like, oh, no, this is going to – and then it wasn't what I thought. Yeah. Like, she brushed it out. <laughs> they, and was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, that's all, that's all it is. To at least he knew how to put a suit on. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked really nice too. Which is sometimes something we don't get from the guys. But it was also kind of like, I don't know, it was sad. He even mentioned it like he had to get ready by himself. Yeah. Well, when it was tough with his parents, you know, um, but it was nice that they had them on the, the video chat. Sure. So sure. he was able to see that. Did you think it was weird that people were drinking during the ceremony? Well, they had it at a beer hall. That's right? true. Yeah. And so I think it was had like a – it wasn't like it was the church and then you went somewhere else, right? They I've had just it. never experienced that before. Even even at the non-religious weddings I went to, you usually save the drinking for after the ceremony. That's true because you need something to do while the pictures are stuff are getting taken. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want people to be like three deep before that. But I could see it being just like, you know, the beer hall or wherever you come in and they and give you, grab you a, one. And you go sit and down with sit it. Down and it, was, it. it did look like it was all pretty much champagne flutes. Okay. It didn't seem like it was like, I don't know, heavy alcoholic yeah. uh, mixes. or Yeah, it was one of those things like they have all kinds of places like that in Charlottesville. So it's not surprising that they get like, oh, I got it. Because I, like, I had been to one. You know, we, had, we actually went <laughs> we, together. <yeah. laughs> um, we had been to one like last year and I was like, wait, is this the one I went to? I was like, no, the one I went to was like – on the same road, like that's half so funny. Down, you could have like, told me that we went there, and I never would have remembered. <laughs> yeah, it's it was yeah, and, and I'm not surprised you could get it. It's a little bit. Uh, it is a little bit of an unusual like venue, but you know, it's it it's a, that's, I what mean, you, it, that's what you can get in three weeks. That's exactly, what you can get in three weeks. She did a pretty good job of throwing it all together in three weeks. Yeah, and it's one of those things they never, very rarely in the show do they undercut the wedding. Like usually on the day of the wedding, they always get the. Like they always have the obligatory part where they're like, we're married, yeah, like thing. And it, it always sounds good, no matter how scary they made it sound during the season. And you can kind of see that they're doing that, what they're doing, how that's going in a lot of the different couples where, um, yeah, you know, we can talk they're kind of like wrapping like, up to the close and there's like a little bit like, of, oh, yeah, there's okay, this, I can oh, see that they actually do like each other. But there's also like the, we've worked out all of our issues and now we've decided that merit, that the wedding's going to happen. And then yeah. like, you know, like we kind of had that last week with Ari and Binium and there's a few other ones that have it because yeah, once we get to it, there's not much, they don't, they don't have any drama on the weddings. Right? Exactly. And so it's like. You know, kind of leaves us stuck because we're like, well, what do I talk about? They had a wedding. It was nice. He mispronounced achieve. I know. There's nothing the I can really make fun of. Like, it was, right? it was, it was, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine and pretty. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But, you know, the one, one of the couples that I haven't mentioned yet that is not, you know, really worked things out yet is uh, Patrick and Thais. And they were the bulk of this episode. Yeah. Uh, they had like three segments and they were like super long segments. I just feel like. Every time I turned around, it was more Patrick and more Thais. And so let's talk about them because okay. it was also kind of boring. Yeah. It, yeah. For a long segment, there wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> exactly. So Thais is backing, packing up a suitcase to start. And they kind of are trying to make us think like she's taking her dad's advice and going back to Brazil. And at least she says she's taking it seriously because there's so many problems with the relationship. But turns out they're not packing up to go to Brazil. They're 
um, packing up to go to a trip to Massachusetts together. Patrick says that the conversation with Juan Carlos, her dad, was like his absolute worst case scenario of what could have happened. And now he's, his, to put it in his terms, in survival mode, which I think is just, let's just lock this down and before she can run away. So the wedding is supposed to be in a week. And I don't know. I don't even know if Thais knows where and when the wedding is supposed to happen because she's like, I might come back from Massachusetts married. And it's like, no, there's a separate <laughs> trip to Orlando where you're getting married. Do you, I don't know. So anyway, her introduction to Boston, of course, for a Brazilian person is how freaking cold it is. <laughs> um, and they drive and they get from out of the airport, they get in the car to drive it to see his sister and his mom. They live about an hour outside the city. So it's a bit of a car ride. So Patrick warns her that his mom has cancer and, you know, sometimes has good and bad days, um, you know, but which is kind of a way of getting letting her not get her hopes up for being like, I'm going to win over mom and it's going to be great. He may he might be like, you could be the one most wonderful woman in the face of the earth. And if she's having a bad day, she's going to be mad at you. Anyway, so um, turns out the cancer that he's talking about is pretty serious. And the prognosis is that she will pass away within the year. So they get to Tiffany's house and meet everyone, including his mother, Paula, and his nephew. And Thais is grateful to meet the mother, but also nervous that, you know, that things are going to go well. She's um, especially, and also on the back of that, Nervous that this wedding might not actually happen because – which is pretty much the whole story of right her as Thais being like, I'm not sure I want to get married. So anyway, Tiffany asks what she thinks of America and her answer is it's cold. But then we have – and then we have to have our aside to explain Tiffany's eye oh because she fell on the ice and had a gnarly black oh, eye. so that, bad. <laughs> to look at. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they want to make sure we don't like – you didn't like get in a fight or something right now. So, so Paula wishes she could make it to Orlando for the wedding, but she's not a port physically. They ask how the family feels about – how her family feels about the wedding and Thais is trying to be like, I don't know, pragmatic or, or you know, just says, oh, no, they're fine. But Patrick is like, no, no, no. Her dad wants her to leave and go back to Brazil. And they kind of leave it there. So some later on, some fake Dropkick Murphys sounding music lets us know <laughs> that we're back in Boston and we're dress shopping with Thais and Tiffany. It's something that needs to be done, but Thais hasn't put much thought into it with all this doubt in her mind. So the lady at the boutique is surprised, but, you know, pretty professional and ready for the short notice. She was like, look, my seamstress is downstairs. We can have this done tomorrow if you need it done. Um, and Thais is surprised that you get to have champagne while you're looking at wedding dresses, <laughs> which I guess is not a Brazilian, not a thing they do in Brazil. So Tiffany is hoping to get to know Thais a little bit better now during when she has some one-on-one -on -one time because she's worried that this is, whole thing is going to be just another broken heart and divorce for Patrick. Or even worse than that, this seems to be everybody's worst case scenario is they have a baby and she like takes the baby back to Brazil. So in order to get to know her, we have kind of like a weird, awkward sit down where they – she asks fake questions directly, like, Christian number one. So it's like, what do you love about my brother? Which is very <laughs> aggressive. She didn't say it that aggressively, but it was kind of aggressive. It was pretty aggressive. <laughs> so Thais goes with big heart, which is pretty good because all these questions I thought were really tough because she doesn't speak that good English. Right. Right. And so, you know, she goes big heart. Uh, and they kind of start talking about like risk or something and Thais kind of signals some doubt about wanting to get married. But we don't really get to dive any deeper on that because the weddings are – the dresses are ready. So the first one is like they're both pretty, you know, shapely dresses. Not surprised for Thais. She gets picks dress number two, which is the one that was 
more simple, not as much lace and, and things like that. And she seems to be way more sure about the dress that she picked out than she is about actually getting married. So later on, they all get back to dinner. And in addition to Tiffany and Paula, we have family friend Alicia there too. So they have a good laugh about confusing Mexican food with Brazilian food. Um, and then Tiffany feels like Thais is vague with her answers and very young and maybe not ready to get married, live in another country. And she says she was homesick. And then they kind of just keep circling this same topic. I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't know if you want to be here. Like, do you even do you even think you could live in Dallas? So, you know, it, it it's a whole thing. And then even Paula brings up out loud the grandkids thing. Um, I don't want my grandkid. Well, we'll be raised in America. And it's like, hmm. So, anyway, Tice thinks this is everyone getting way too far out over their skis because, like, you're talking about a hypothetical grandkid and I really haven't even decided I'm getting married yet. So, this seems very, very future. So, around the table, there's all kinds of advice for her and they're like rapid fire. And Tiffany says it doesn't seem like Thais really wants to be here. And Thais isn't sure she does either. Um, and things are tense, just kind of sitting there tense until Paula ha the dinner ends because Paula has to leave to get more oxygen. So, in an interview, she tells us that she thinks Thais isn't all in on this relationship and just is just trying to be here to not let Patrick down. So, you know, and she would know because she's been <laughs> married four times and she's apparently seen all the permutations of the way it can go to hell. So, I mean, is there anything Thais could have like said or done or behaved that would have made them more confident in her or are they just accurately assessing where she's at? Ah, uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think she's definitely very, very not sure of what she wants to do at this point. I kind I actually, I kind of feel like she does not want to get married and that she is really scared of leaving Patrick and disappointing his whole family and breaking, you know, his mom's heart and all of that. There's like a lot of pressure on her, but I do think she likes Patrick and I think she wants to like be with him. Um, as far as the family is concerned, I don't know. They wouldn't even really let her finish a sentence. They just kept jumping down her throat with more questions and putting words in her mouth. Yes, they definitely put words in her mouth. And I thought, um, you know, I think it was it was like two things. It was halfway because she does have her doubts or she's been expressing the doubts and her dad had gotten her head with everything. Well, And second, she doesn't like she she was doing that thing of someone who doesn't have a great grasp of a language and just being like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just like going along. I'm going to stop and ask everybody what. Uh, can you explain well, again? Could you say it again? Could you say it again? I'm not going to do that. It's going to ruin the flow of the conversation. I'm just going to go along and be like, uh-huh. And instead and of giving her a chance yeah. to answer the question, they would just say the same question again, worded like they're talking to a five-year-old. Like, I just, I didn't appreciate that. I was like, she's not dumb. It's just going to take her a minute to figure out what you're saying because it's her second language. Right. Like, give her a second. Right. Well, and, then, and then she wasn't helping with that either because even when Patrick was like trying to translate, translate for her, she was like, I got it. I got it. And it's like, I don't think you did. Yeah, I don't think she <laughs> like, did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you missed some of that, especially because what you lose on some of that, what you lose on a lot of that is if you're just trying to translate the words, you're losing a lot of the nuance and the tone the and the inflections yeah. and like, like notice what she didn't say when she said that, those kind of like things that you have to have a really, really strong grasp on a language to understand, right? It's not, it's not like, you know, the, the kind of Spanish you need to be able to speak to travel somewhere and like get directions and talk, ask how much things are and, you know, have a, Hi, how's it going? What's it, that kind of day? But to really like get into interpersonal relationships in another language is just that's yeah. incredibly fraught, right? Yeah, that makes sense. 
but I don't know. It's just they're, they're really, really pushing this one. I don't even know if I want to do it. I don't even know if I want to do it yet. And I. <sighs> well, and like you have to wonder, you know, the show has to do that for the drama, right? That's that's literally like everybody's always questioning whether or not they're ready to get married. Right. But one of the comments that she said is, is when the family was asking about well, what's going to happen when you have kids. She was like, well, Patrick and I haven't even talked about that yet. Which is How insane. How are you engaged? You haven't <laughs> talked about that, that mean, yet. That means you're just engaged, like getting married like in two weeks. Yeah. And you don't like, have not discussed children. You know if that's in your future or not because yeah. – yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That 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 is that is pretty crazy to not to not get it. But it's like, I mean, to be fair, it is not the drama we usually get because the family usually the family drama they throw at us is, I think you're just here for a green, green card. card. Yeah, and this family was definitely like, oh, you don't, you clearly don't want to be in the United States. <laughs> uh, so if you're here, it must be for Patrick because it's not for a green card. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and she did make it pretty clear that like. She could care less about being in the United States, so she's she's definitely here for Patrick. That said, a lot of times the people who are, who are clearly here for green cards always say that they're always like, "I don't care about the U.S. I don't know, I don't even know why I'm here." Like, because there have definitely been people on this show um, that have been here that are like, "Yeah, <laughs> they are not with that person anymore," and they like went out and did their own thing. They were clearly here for the green card. Well. But yeah, I, she, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's one of them. But like I said, it was like a huge chunk of the of the episode, of the episode right? Of just people like asking a question and then awkwardly like sitting in silence. And I don't know. And it was like one of those things that he was like, I want him to, I wanted to know my family, but also at the beginning, like acknowledged it was like, oh yeah, I totally had a huge falling out with my mom and my sister, and we barely just basically reconnected right now. Yeah. So it was like, is what they think really going to be that important to him? I mean, I'm sure it is, but I also feel like, I don't know, they just seem like they are a lot closer than it sounded like from his point of view. Like yeah, the way his sister was like, I, I kind of felt like his sister was badgering Tice. Right. And I wonder if what the falling out was like over, right? And and is this kind of – because whenever you uh, – it, it's always hard to repair the relationships because once you come into that and it's like a familiar relationship with a familiar person, it's hard not to fall into the same patterns that yeah, ended, in that's the, true. ended in whatever it was that made you fall out in the first place. I also wonder how much growing up he actually did with those siblings because his mom was married four times. Is that what she said? Yeah. And so – and I assume that the different kids from different marriages, so like – Mm-hmm. I don't, did he even grow up with them? Were they even that close growing up at all? Yeah, that's right. Because he uh, he mentioned his dad was Brazilian, but I don't know if that was. I don't know if it's John's dad. I don't know if it's Tiffany's dad. I don't know who's who. Yeah. Right. All right. Who's next? All right. Well, let's move on to uh, another uh, family with kids. So Emily and Kobe bring temperature back to the house after their lunch with the family, and temperature says the house is nice. But when are they going to move to Columbus? Um, he just keeps talking about how there's a really big African community there and Kobe would be a lot better off. Um, and he again tells Emily that she needs to stop making all the decisions and lets it slip that he knows that she's pregnant. So Emily stops the conversation right there and walks out. Um, she feels like Kobe just broke her trust. Later, after dropping temperature off, Emily finds that Kobe has been researching one bedroom places to live in Ohio. And they go back and forth for a bit where Kobe just keeps saying, we'll talk about it. And Emily just keeps saying, we're not moving to Ohio. Um, Kobe tells us that there'd be a lot more job opportunities for him if they moved. And he's thinking about his family in the long run. But he says if he's always the only one to compromise, then things just aren't going to work. So 
Emily's excuse for not wanting to move is that she's going to need her family's support now that she's pregnant again. And she wants to live there for at least another two years, by the way. Um, but do you think she'd be more open to moving somewhere where temperature does not live? Oh, possibly. Um, but that's the whole point is like it, he needs to go somewhere where he has a network. Like he has nothing. Where yeah. he is. And, and when he looks around and they go to the restaurants and he goes through his day-to-day life and he's the only black person he sees. Only person of color in general. Yeah, right? only person I mean, of color probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let alone African. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big difference. Huge difference. And that's incredibly difficult. And he like – and that's the thing is I do – I'm with him as I see that as a compromise. I moved from Cameroon to the United States. You can move from Kansas to Ohio. I agree with right? that. I mean, I do think that he should do more research to see if there are other communities that are maybe closer so that she can still have her family there. Like, you don't need yeah. to live with your parents. But oh, yeah. But even like Kansas City. Yeah. Like, he flew into Kansas City. I'm exactly. sure there – we, we know that there's people of color in Kansas City because we have all of China, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, we, and then when the other – there's – you know, I don't know that there's necessarily a Cameroonian population. And that's definitely the in, right? If he goes there, he has temperature. He has other boys that can come in and be like, hey, this is my guy looking for a job and somebody's yep. going to hook him up and it's going to... Well, and I imagine he also wants to bring his kids up with some of his traditions. Sure. I mean, just because you're in America doesn't mean you should completely lose your culture. Sure. But and then, but then, I mean, I get the back and forth because he's like, I want to go somewhere where there's a network and she in, it is not really delicate about saying it the way. She's like, yeah, but I have a network here. And she's not wrong either. <laughs> right? But like, I just, I also feel like her network for her is more like, well, mom and dad hand me everything and do everything for me. So why would I leave? Right. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty closed network. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that, then that's what it is. It's mom and dad. Why would I leave these people giving me a free house with my kid? That would and be And I'm dumb. sure they're giving her like, uh, childcare. Yeah. Yeah. Free childcare or whatever it is. And, yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is that, and temperature hit on it, and then temperature's an asshole. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I accidentally let it slip it. I knew you were having a kid. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, you want, right? 100% you on wanted purpose. to cause that drama. Yeah, that you, you were trying to cause that fight. drama. Yep. But, and definitely the, you know, as we've seen from multiple things, the man is the head. The man is the head. He is on top. If the man is not on top, it's unnatural and blah, 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 blah. All this nonsense, right? But, He's not wrong in that when Emily is like, oh, we want to live in Kansas. And he's like, is that a decision you made? Is that a decision you made together or something that you told him? Yeah. Because it was 100% something that she told him. Exactly. Right? And then she's going around snooping on his iPad. What is – like, I was so plugging it in. Funny. It just happened to turn on. Yeah, I just and happened to – And the browser to- opened. <laughs> and I went to your browser history and I just happened to see that you were looking for hotel, uh, apartments. Like, what the hell, man? I was man? actually going to ask you what you thought of that because I was like, there's no way she just picked it up and the screen lit up and his password was in it. And she opened up a browser and no yeah, She clicked it up. She plugged it in and that made it – yeah, it had to turn on. The password had to get put in or even if it was a password. You have to swipe on the screen. Yeah. So she's already like at least swiping on the screen. <laughs> Best case scenario, she swipes on the screen and the last page he had up was up. And it was still like a one-bedroom apartment in Columbus, which is not evidence of literally anything. No, I don't know. Like was she thinking that he was going to leave her to like go live in this one-bedroom She has no – she has even no evidence that it wasn't temperature being like, hey, I'm thinking about moving to a new place. What do you think you about this? this one? Yeah. Like <laughs> – 
<laughs> it's like, and she just goes, like, "I need to storm out immediately and have a conversation." I mean, that, and the conversation is basic is, and it's not even a conversation. I need no, to have it's just her yelling at him. It just I, I just need to go and be like, "We are not moving to Ohio. We are not moving to Ohio. We are not moving to Ohio." And he's not wrong that he's like, "Do I have any decisions I get to contribute? Not even make yeah. contribute to." And that's the one good thing I will say about temperature. Like, I don't like him and I don't agree with the way that he's going about things. But I do think it's good that it's getting um, Kobe to, like, open up his eyes about the decisions a little bit because it should right. be a partnership. No, Kobe doesn't need to be in charge of everything, but he should put his foot down to Emily. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't need to be. I mean, the way, you know, he phrases it, the way we see it in, in some of the other scenes, is it's like, oh, you all should talk about it. And if you disagree, whatever you want is what should happen. Like, <laughs> that, that seems to be the way that they think all all discussions should be should be handled is yeah. like, oh, you could talk about it. And if you agree, you do the same thing. You do it. And if you disagree, then your penis is the tiebreaker because you have one and she doesn't. And then end of story. <laughs> right. And, but but this but she's the other way. I mean, she's just like she doesn't even have we'll discuss it. And if we agree, great. She's just like, I make the decisions. Yeah. End of story. Done. I'm surprised she hasn't given him an ultimatum yet. Like, look, I'm going to make the decisions or you're out. Because that's essentially but what she's doing. I don't think she even sees it that way. I really don't. I think she's like, well, he needs me to make his decisions for him. Like, And so I'm just trying to help him because he's making dumb decisions and I make smart decisions. And we should – granted that I don't know how anybody – who is accidentally pregnant with their second kid while still living with their parents is the one being like, I make smart decisions. Right? Like, you'd think you'd be like, let's just evaluate, let's just back, take a step back here and like I guess, describe your overall situation to me. I guess that's the compromise he won is that she went off birth control. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Oh, man. It's just that, I mean, she's clearly like our love to hate person on the, on the there's a few of them but she's definitely one of them like everybody oh, yeah. and the way she's just so it's her facial expressions too like she's right to be upset that he went after she's well I don't know because they didn't decide together that they wouldn't tell anybody she decided that they wouldn't tell anybody yeah yeah but I mean I guess I get that it is still a seem like breaking of trust him because he could have been he could have been man up and be like listen this is really hurting on me I, I gotta need to tell, tell somebody, somebody. Exactly. I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my friend, like, but let her know up front that she's gonna do it, not not to do it behind her back. Because yeah. that's another thing. She goes, No, I don't want you to do that. And he was like, You can't stop me. Yeah. Like, I'm just letting you know if this is going to happen. Right? I can't wait till her parents find out. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I guess uh, yeah, I feel like they have to hold on till after the wedding until the parents find out, right? They do. I would be so fucking pissed. Oh my god. If I was her dad, because I would only you'd have to be an idiot. To not realize you kept this a secret so that I would pay for that wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, and now like, she that expects is the to live only there for reason. another two years. And you want to live? You're telling me now? And she's going to do that? She's going to tell him? She's not going to ask her parents? She's going to tell my parents, I'm going to stay here for another two years. And I'm sure my dad would be like, here are the apartment listings. Yeah, but that's the problem. Her parents don't. They don't. They're just like, oh, Emily, you made a bad choice. Like, well, do you need help, honey? Like, and no, my, they're terrible. And my, they are. They are because my, I, I know my dad would be like, I will help you out. I'll go look at apartments with you next week. <laughs> yeah. I will help you with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and like, honestly, if I were her parents, like, again, just coming back to the – I love my parents. I could not live with them again at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like obviously there are situations where you might need to for a few months or whatever. But like as a grown woman, I couldn't do it. 
And so I could understand my parents also feeling the same way about me living with them. And they would be like, look, you can't live here anymore, <laughs> but we'll help you out for you a few months if you need, yeah. like financially. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, it's not even financially. It's like, um, you know, oh, there's a gap between when I sold my old house and, I'm, and my new house is ready to move into, like those kind of gaps. Right. Well, I mean, like would, in her situation, because right. like, why does she still live there? I don't know. Is it just financially? Because if I were her parents, I'd be like, look, I'll give you six months rent and get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. I probably might I probably might do the same. I just don't know if there's any apartments around either. That might be a totally like if they're in rural oh, that's Kansas true. and stuff, where is she like gonna right like, own a farmhouse? No, yeah. That's a good point. All right. So next up. All right, let's go with uh, let's go with Jabri and Miona because yeah. <laughs> so we start in like speaking of moving out speaking of moving out yeah speaking of that exact same moving thing we start in with like I don't know the way they framed this just I, I thought was funny I don't know why they zoom in on like a Black Lives Matter sign in the window and then like zoom out and then a Jabri and Mjolnir coming out of the house dressed in identical pink coats with identical pink sneakers on so funny with Jabri carrying like a giant Jenga tower of sneaker boxes, of shoe boxes, and in one in one hand and a guitar in the other hand. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, he's just he's just awful at planning everything, including how to carry things to a car. Because as soon as he leaves, all the shoe boxes fall on the ground. Like uh. anyway, he says it's been about a week since his talk with Mahala and Brian, and they've got everything figured out. So they're moving to California to rent a place at Joshua Tree, which is also going to serve as their wedding venue. Which is weird because I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Um, the plan is to drive there, but it's a like twelve hundred mile drive. So it's he's Jabri says it's going to take at least a day, but it's going to take at least two days to drive there. So it doesn't matter much to Miona. I'm pretty sure she could drive for a month straight. She was like, as long as I'm not living with them, I will drive forever. <laughs> Let's go. Um, she's just so excited to get out of there. So eventually they get everything loaded into the SUV and they go back in to say goodbye to his parents. He says he loves his mom and it's always hard to say goodbye and everything. But, you know, there's a lot of hmm, bad blood right now and it's extra hard because, you know, he's moving out because she doesn't support what he's doing with his life. So Mahal and Brian come out and they all hug goodbye on the porch. And then we kind of get people with everybody's individual ideas. Brian thinks they're rushing too fast into a big milestone and that means the trust is lost. I did not follow his logic. Even even a little bit. Yeah. I didn't get it at all. Mahala says that, you know, he's acting, he's acting impulsively and that that has consequences, and you know, like them not being able to go to the wedding. And I'm just – I was very confused by what everybody was saying here. He had to fill out like paperwork like over a year ago for this to happen. That's the opposite of impulsive, yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like, he's just like – he's doing this impulsively and like – they had to also get this place to rent in JT, right? Yeah. And so, where's the, I don't see the impulsiveness here that they're talking about. Is it poor planning? Maybe, but it, everything he's doing does not meet the definition of impulsive. No, I think they're they're using the word impulsive incorrectly. I think they're annoyed that their advice is not being listened to, mm -hmm. and so therefore they're just like, well, he's impulsive and makes bad decisions and blah 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 blah. But that's just because they're not the decisions that they want him to make. Well, I mean, just because you make bad decisions doesn't mean that it's impulsive, right? I right. know, I know right. many, many of people <laughs> who really sit down and debated to make 
terrible decisions, right? <laughs> <laughs> like they thought about that decision for a long time and it was awful. <laughs> like, I just thought it was pretty funny how he went from, you know, months of, of not looking to find a place and this and that and oh, it's so hard and mom and dad don't help at all to oh, a week later we found a place. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is they – before they even had that conversation, they were talking about getting married at Joshua Tree. And now they are getting married at the house they're going to live in. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. They already had that place. Like, it just seems like I, I, I just – based on the timeline of all this, I – Do you think I, that's what they did? Like, they switched things around? I think they were already going to move out. Okay. okay. I think they already had this place. They already had the wedding venue. And they were like, well, let's pretend like they kicked you out. Like, I, I, I just think this whole story is manufactured. Like, and, <laughs> like – I know to an extent they always are, but when they do stuff like this and it's like, well, what were you – did you have a wedding venue and then you just went went back to them and were like, uh, actually change of plans. Can we live there? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like they already had this place. Well, did they actually already have a place picked out when they were talking about Joshua Tree? Well, I mean they at least had – they either had a place picked out or a place they were looking at, right? But they oh, had okay. Joshua Tree specifically mentioned when they were talking about – you know, all the wedding stuff with Miona Mahalak like two episodes ago, right? There was definitely stuff about she's saying, oh, well, we're really looking at this place at Joshua Tree. We think we're going to do it there. It's not like different. Okay. It can't be a different place. I guess I misunderstood that the place that they're living is the place that they're getting married. Because I was more thinking like they rented a place, but then they're getting married in the national park. Oh, no. He said – Jabri had said at some point, said like, oh, we have a place to live in Joshua Tree. And, you know, since things are kind of tight, we're also going to use that as our wedding venue. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's like you didn't have a wedding venue picked out that you didn't decided to live at. It right. The yeah, other way it was around. the other way around. Like, <laughs> right. let me just do this here. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and then that's kind of ridiculous too. Like if his parents don't show up, if it is manufactured and they've had this place and they've known about it. Right. Like how much time do you really need to buy a plane ticket? Right. Well, I, mean, I know. I mean, it is not the most convenient because I don't know. I've never been there, but the part of California I've never been to. And I imagine you have to fly. And then drive. Pro- they would probably fly to LA and drive a couple hours out there to get there. It's not the and, – and from Rapid City, where do you fly from? You probably have to drive to like Minneapolis. I don't, like, or, I don't even know what the airport is like they're making it seem like it's way more difficult than it is. Like, okay, yeah, that's annoying. Like traveling is kind of annoying. Yeah. There's always like – you know, it's never an hour flight, but yeah, you got to get to the airport three freaking hours early. Like, it's never an hour. It's always no. It, it's always it's always that. But then there's, I mean, I, it is extremely inconvenient to, and it sucks in traveling. And I haven't done it that much, but you know, I know the people who do have that. They're like, can we travel? Next time to a place where the airport is because I don't want to get to the plane, <laughs> get out of the airport, the and then rent a car and drive that car for four hours. Yeah, like that's awful. Like <laughs> no, it is. But I'm saying for your your son's wedding, like yeah, you just yeah. suck it up and do you it. You just suck it up and do it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things. It's like I can't imagine looking back on it in ten years, five years, ten years, whenever, and being like. I really wish I didn't go. <laughs> I really wish <laughs> yeah. I should have saved my money and not gotten on the plane and I wasn't there. I mean, like, I guess it that would have been better. Now, the other way I really wish I would have been there, I should have sucked it up and done it. Like, that way I can see people regretting that. Oh, for but sure. But it's one of those things you would, you, people always regret the things you don't do and the things you had an opportunity to do and didn't do is what you regret. I think it depends on if they stay together or not, though. Because if they like 
go through all this trouble to get there and they go to the wedding and they show their support and then a year down the line they break up they're going to be like what the hell we went through I know, so but much I, I, to maybe, get there I, I think it's just the I think it's also just the the level of regret that goes to it it's like that would be like well pff, that was a fucking waste rather than like oh I missed like one of the most important days and like that's true doing that forever it's like it's a it's a kind of a risk reward analysis um, yeah but they're I don't know I just don't I, that's why I haven't bought that whole thing the whole time we just can't get it it's too short a notice like dude i couldn't be in thailand tomorrow you, you if make I it to. happen like, yeah like i mean i get in the would, car and drive it would suck but you can do it yeah okay, not to thailand but. not to thailand <laughs> but like you know what i'm saying there's literally no place on earth that i could not get to within 48 hours none it'd just be expensive it would be expensive <laughs> as hell like and i would it would max might might put a real big dent on my credit cards but i could make it happen yeah right <laughs> All right, should we move on? Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go to Muhammad and Eve. Um, So Muhammad tells us that he's nervous that their relationship isn't going to work. So he decides to call his mom, Fatia, for some advice. And he's explaining to his mom and grandma that there's a big cultural difference. And his mom tells him that he needs to just adjust adjust to being in America. She calls him out on being grumpy and says he can't force his way of life on Eve. And Muhammad is shocked that Fatia's on Eve's side. So she says that Eve's a good, kind woman, and he needs to realize that and not upset her. So later that day, Eve and Muhammad go out to dinner, and they talk about the issues they've been having, and Muhammad really tries to take his mom's advice and be more open and compromising to Eve's feelings. He then takes her outside to show her the view and surprises her by reproposing, which makes Eve really happy and feel a lot more secure in their relationship. They then forgive each other for the past fights, and they're ready to start their new chapter. So, how long do you think uh, this new mindset of his is going to last? Like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not very long. Like, I just it, 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 it's one of those things that, to me, the way he's been acting, the way he's been doing, is such a like violation of not maybe trust, but like it it, it has it set something up so much that I'm like, no, no I'm not going to believe you just because you got me flowers and fire in this room. Right. It's like the words versus action. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not right? going to believe that you actually changed until I see it now. Like I'm not going to, that's not going to be, that's not good enough. Right. Right. Although to be fair, one of the better like proposal things we've seen, honestly, like it was cute, it and, was. but it was cute because he was clearly thinking about her. Yes. Because he brought her outside to where, like, the fire was, there knowing was... that that's really important to her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just – I just thought it was and really had the nice. flowers out there. But everything that was set up was set up because it's something that she likes. Yeah. Not something that he likes, not the way he would want it. Like, it was – he it was really, definitely thinking of her the whole time. I really think he took his mom's advice to heart. Like, I do hope it, it lasts. But, I mean, it's like – he was, like, shocked by that. It was like, oh, wow, I've – Basically, been being an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and sometimes it takes that. I mean, it does take your parents to be like, "Dude, you're being an ass. Like, quit it." Yeah. Um, but I mean, in this case, that made sense to me, and it was like, if you wanted to remain Egyptian and keep Egyptian customs and all that, then your ass needed to stay in Egypt. You don't get to move to another country, right. And then dictate all the customs that you wanted to bring with you. Well, and I did think it was nice with the whole um, fire pit. So after he reproposed, they walked over to the fire pit, and he was like, "Do you want to give thanks your way, and I'll give thanks my way?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "That's a really nice compromise," because she was able to, like, you know, say her right. piece, and then he 
did it his way. Like, I just thought that that was, that was, that's like, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to, you know, not right, try right, to right. change the other person, but try <laughs> to accept, accept what they accept are. Them. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell happened to his iPad though. Like, it was, <laughs> he opened it up and it was like, all, the screen was cracked and it was like taped together and stuff. I, I like, did not notice oh, man, that. Oh man, I certainly did like immediately. <laughs> well, I'm a person who also, I can't handle having any kind of broken or chipped or screen or anything like i have i have my glass screen protectors on and as soon as one of them gets cracked even a little bit it's off <laughs> immediately and so like and i can't so as as, as soon as he did like oh my god that screen is so cracked i could not live like that that's oh. so funny i did not even notice it yeah it was all it was all cracked i think i was and, too busy trying to figure out what his mom's name was <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i just i mean but this is the one this is the one where i was like i feel like they were going to be like, all right, here's a one episode course correction. So we, so them actually getting married is believable. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do hope that it it continues to go on the the right path. I mean, spoiler, I guess it, it looks like they are still together. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It just seems like a horrible, horrible match. And it, it did then. And it's like one of those things is like, you can only paper over so much with, I'm sorry. And good intentions. Yeah. You know, and, and without with, with it being so like mismatched. And I mean, maybe, unless that stuff was like a lot of drama for the show too. Unless that was mostly drama for the show too. But I don't know. A lot of the stuff we had the we had the part with the you know, the you can't be in the room with the with the plumber. Yeah. And, like and stuff like that. But, but, but I think his mom kind of gave him at least I think gave him gave up on you have to stop drinking and make her Muslim because she's not Muslim. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I do think that even if their relationship is a little bit better after this episode, there's always going to be the issue of um, her feeling torn between her friends and her partner. Mm-hmm. Like at, at some point, you just need to let that go. Well, and, and yeah, because I, I feel like we, we kind of replace his grumpy like – and he was being grumpy. She was right. Um, <laughs> that was so his, funny. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I'm being grumpy. And because he does it with that weird like smile talk that he always does. And she's like, you're being grumpy, dude. Like your mom knows <laughs> you. You're being grumpy. Um, but – I just feel like, is it just going to get replaced by condescension? Like, oh, sure, you can hang out with your inappropriate friends and do your stupid fire ceremony. That's okay with me. Like, which is better than, like, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you should see them. But also not sustainable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do have to wonder, like, the longer he's in the States and the more he adjusts to our culture – like, would he actually change and get better about things down the line? Like, yeah. I'm not saying she should wait around for that because, like, nobody deserves to get treated like crap while you're waiting for somebody to figure it out. Right. But uh, but I do think, like, maybe once he's more adjusted to it and more used to it, maybe things won't be as big of a deal to him. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like the guys at the mosque, I mean, when we first met him, were very much like, oh, this guy has a lot of adjusting to do. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're like, we've seen this – We've seen, they've seen that movie before, right? And so, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, there's people at least sending us support for like cha- making the changes he needs to make. But I don't know. All right. <laughs> so, speaking of other changes and other, this is this. Bilal and Shida. <laughs> so the wedding is getting closer, and Bilal is just running out of people to throw at Shida to convince her to sign the prenup. So today it's his mom Halala. Even though Shida says it was her idea, I don't know that I believe that. I think. Because even she was like, Bilal called me up and said Shida wanted to talk. <laughs> so they sit down and Shida describes their relationship as a roller coaster. She says that she wants advice from Halala, someone that has been married for a lifetime. 
So she understands that no relationship is perfect, but protecting yourself from a relationship, she doesn't quite know what, what, what all that means. So Halala is like, well, you're talking about the prenup, right? And I was like, yes, we're talking about the prenup. Um, and like she tells her that, you know, well, Shida tell, says that her issue with the prenup is that it's more or less a sign that Bilal doesn't trust her. Now, Halala goes right to the Quran and says that their religion demands that agreements be put in writing, which is something we've heard Bilal say right. um, as well. Then she leads, in, leads into how Bilal is a person as a person. You know, as a person whose trust has to be earned because he's had his heart broken so many times and he's not willing to open up right away. So then – but then she gets almost some bullshit about how the man is the head of the family and the woman must follow even if she wants to guide from behind whatever. She says she taught all of her, strong, her sons to be strong yet tender. But at the end of the day, in an argument, being right is not the most important thing. It's more important to get along and – uh Apparently, that means you have to give up everything you want. So she says that, you know, in five years, this won't matter at all, and she should just bring, do this to bring peace to Bilal. So Shida says that this is the opposite of what she's been doing, since she's been nitpicking and picking and picking at everything, and it brings her to tears. And Delala talks about Bilal being guarded or whatever, and he just needs time to build trust and grow love, and it'll get better as time goes on. But then she pretty much breaks down because she says Shida says this she would feel terrible if the relationship failed because I don't know she didn't absorb the entire emotional weight of the entire relationship I don't know what she thought she had to do like I don't know. yeah so the next time we see them Shida's preparing a meal and Bilal is just you know watching her and telling her what she's doing wrong so Shida brings up the conversation with Halala and Bilal is liking what he's hearing about how the conversation went, especially when she talks about how she's been too strong-minded and that she'll agree to the prenup just to ease the friction of the relationship. So, he's happy that she got to the point where she's agreeing with him, even if he, even he was like, I don't know about this whole the woman should follow submission thing that you're giving me, but I like the results. <laughs> so, now he plays up how much he's going to take care of her and he'll invest in her business and everything, but things get a little stickier when he brings up – when she brings up having a child before 40. He say, doesn't say no outright, but is kind of also getting at, you know, she's 37 already and people try for three years. Like, that's not – Unusual, especially for people who are like 37. So he can't make – he really can't make that promise. So um, – but that I guess wasn't good enough for her and she wants a yes or no answer in writing. So he says he can agree to that. And then in an interview, he says he's 100% ready to put whatever she wants in the prenup even if he thinks it's too early to have children. So they shake on it like business people and then they're all smiles. So the one thing – I don't know. I – stuck out to me of all the things was that, you know, Halal was like, this isn't going to matter in five years. And I, I mean, what was your initial reaction to that? Because I, I definitely well, had a strong one. point of the prenup, because if it, if it didn't matter in five years, then you wouldn't need it. But if it does matter in five years, then you do need it. Like, that's the whole point. Right. It's like, you know, you can give – she was basically like, give him everything he wants in the prenup and it won't matter in five years. It's like, if you get divorced, it's going to matter very much in five years. Like, yeah. extraordinarily <laughs> Very hard. I thought that his mom did a really good job of kind of, like, talking without trying to be too biased, without trying to just, like, totally take Bilal's side. But mm -hmm. I didn't like that – 
maybe she doesn't know the conversations they've had. Maybe she doesn't know what Shida was trying to add to the prenup. But right. like, why her just saying like, oh, just sign it to make him happy. Does she realize that she was essentially telling Shida to give up everything? To, right. Like, like yes. it's not, that's not the same thing. Right. And there were two separate issues here, right? And that, that's kind of where I was disappointed with the way the show handles that. The issues were not, do we have a prenup or do we not have a prenup? To me, it was like, I mean, clear, if one person wants a prenup, you should, you should get a prenup, right? Then there's negotiation of what's in the prenup. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's not the same conversation. And what's in the prenup is no longer, to me, it's no longer, well, don't you trust me? It's like, no, like we're having this document sort of, th- we're both on the same page. We both want to have what we um, deserve and if this breaks up. And so, you know what I'm saying? And, th- and at that point, it's not about like, uh, it's not a matter of trust. We're both agreeing that this this document is here for this reason. We both want to protect ourselves. Exactly. And it can, th- that document, like, <laughs> can also stand for your marriage in general. Like it doesn't necessarily have to stand for what happens if we break up, but you can put things in there. Like this is how we want. I mean, I don't know if that's what a prenup is for, but like you should have an agreement anyway, maybe not in writing, but you should talk about what you want out of your marriage, what you want out of a relationship. Sure. Well, that wouldn't be a prenup. And that's definitely how the, you know, chores are divided and things like that. And, and what, you know, that stuff would go more into, um, just that's in a general agreement. If you want to yeah. write up like a marriage agreement beforehand that's not legally binding, you can't. You're not going to get a legally binding. Oh, uh, we're getting divorced because he didn't said, do the dishes. He didn't do the dishes enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. Oh, it, you will. You can end up getting divorced because he didn't do the dishes enough. But you, you, <laughs> it's a no fault divorce. You can do it for whatever reason you want, really. But it's like that's not the legal. The, the prenup is all about in the dis- b- deciding beforehand before you get married what the divorce settlement's going to look like. Okay. Well, and I thought it was really funny how happy he was that she agreed to the prenup because I thought she had agreed to the prenup a while ago and that's why she was trying to get herself covered in it as well. Right. So, like, just the fact that she was like, I agreed to the prenup and he was so happy and giddy about it. Like, do you think that that – I mean, I don't know. I'm just confused because I thought that she had already I just It just that. seems to me that, like, yes, the compromise between no prenup and prenup where I get to keep everything – is a prenup where we actually split things fairly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like that doesn't seem to me to be too crazy. And like – but I don't know. I think it's also weird that, that a lot of the stuff that his mom said that she was like, oh my god, that was so big was stuff that he'd been saying all along, right, to her. And like she didn't believe him when he said it. But as soon as his mom said it, it was like, I get it. Well, I like do him, get that. Sometimes you need a third person to but, like... You know, him saying, I don't really trust anybody. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really trust anybody. I don't know how to do this. This took me a really long time just to get this far. Like, and and she, she didn't buy it when it came from him. I get that. I mean, I do get that. Like, I think she should have. But like, I also understand hearing it from somebody else kind of gives you that like, oh, he's not just feeding me lines. Like, this is somebody who knows him really mm-hmm. well. And yeah. Right. But he's been telling his mom the same thing. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like his yeah. mom knows his yeah. lines too, right? That's true. Like that's the same – even if he's lying to himself, that's what he's been telling everybody else. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't – I just – I cannot get behind this head and neck. Like, oh, the man is the head and the woman is the neck stuff. I've I heard can't. similar similar sayings before and it's kind of like the – not necessarily like lead behind – it's like the whole the whole like but besides every man is a great woman, that – Concept, right? Right. Well, I mean that that one was more like 
like <laughs> nobody who achieves greatness can do so without somebody taking care of all their shit behind them that is not related to the thing they're great at. Well, and that's right? kind of what I think she was saying with it. She was like, oh, you can make the decisions, but like you need to make him think that they're his decisions. Which is bullshit. Like, <laughs> it's bullshit, but I know bullshit. a ton of people But you know what I'm saying? Like but you that. say, but, but that, that, <laughs> the thing that bothered me about like that, right, is the behind, you know, he can achieve greatness if you take care of all the you know the household and the things and the things. Well, yeah. Well, it's like, well, you then it's my the... question is, well, why can't she be the one that gets to be great? Exactly. Why does he get to be, be exactly. the one who gets to be great when he does? You're, you're admitting that you do less than half the work, yet you're the one that's considered great. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, that, that kind of attitude of that, and and we've heard it before. I think they did it with Ari and Binium. That that came up a lot with the, I think it was their sisters and stuff like that talked about how oh the man is the head and the woman is the neck, and basically saying like yes, the man is the head of the household and put, makes the decisions, but really the woman drives where everything goes. Yeah, and you just have to do it like in a sneaky way where he doesn't know what's going on. So why is everybody being manipulated in this relationship? I don't understand how you think that's the better way. It's like the direction we go, you're not even aware you're going in that direction and I'm putting you in that. Like why? That's, that's basically what it says, right? The man should be a pompous ass who sits at the front and says he makes all the decisions and the, his wife should manipulate him into making the decisions <laughs> she wants. This is a good relationship. This is what we want. I don't know if that's exactly what she was saying with that though. I mean, I think it's just more of like a, you do get to make decisions. It's just, you have to, yeah, yeah. You have to be quieter about your decisions. Like they have to be Right. Like you said, Which you is, have to trick him into thinking that your your decisions are his decisions. But I do like, like I do feel like a lot of people do that. Like they do. They just talk about something enough to okay, so <laughs> my mom makes me do that to my dad. My mom will tell me she wants to do something and she'll say, Tell your dad this is a really good idea because he won't believe me, but if you say it to him, I it, yeah. then yeah. Well and there's, and there's there's always difficult people and I won't say everybody most people have dealt with a boss where you had to do that. Like he'll only do something if he thinks it's his idea. Like, so you yes. have to like <laughs> kind of like drop hints and like ask oh, the right yeah. questions Don't to get think? him to think that it's what his idea. Think? Yeah. But you know what I call that? A bad boss. <laughs> like that's a, that's a bad work environment. That's a, like close to toxic. If you're like, okay, we can't actually tell the boss what we think is a good idea. We have to like sneakily, Get him to think that he thought of this thing as a good. It's just so much wasted energy and time. I don't get it. It's uh. that's funny. <laughs> All right, so that's we we saw everybody but Ari and Binium. Yeah, and it, I mean, and based on what we've seen, it seems like everybody. The only question mark is Patrick and Thais is whether or not they're heading toward a wedding. Right, everybody else is pretty much affirmatively now said. It seems like we're it. going to get married. Now. Yeah. So um, then off all that, who is your student of the week? So I actually went with Muhammad. Um, I did think that he really, you know, went out of his way to try to show Eve respect and make her feel listened to after talking with his mom. Okay. Okay. So um, I have a tough time always picking one. So I went with Guillermo last week. So that leaves uh, Kara because <laughs> okay. she didn't do anything objectively wrong. She had a nice wedding. Yeah. She put, she put the thing together. It was like, it's also one of those things. I'm fine with that kind of wedding. Like that to me is a almost an ideal wedding. Like chill. Like everybody just having fun. We went to this thing. It was just a day. We didn't blow a whole weekend. Thing. I I know you might think differently, but <laughs> that's so so good for her. You know, they never show anybody messing up on their wedding day. Yeah. Unless they like you know, yet at least. <laughs> All right. What about your class dunce? Um. 
I actually went with Thais because I feel like at this point she kind of needs to like shut her get off the pot. Like it's so close to your wedding day. And if you're actually having these really questionable feelings and you shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. I went with Thais too for the same reason. Like we're well past the point of I'm not sure I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure you're going to do this now, like you shouldn't. Um, and it is the, and I put even one caveat on past that. It's not really a caveat. I put something past that is I don't know if Patrick know how she knows how she feels. Like yeah. I don't know if he knows how close she seems to be to pulling the plug on this That's thing. That's a good point. And he needs to know that. Mm-hmm. Like I know he he's he said he was in survival mode and he knows things are bad. I don't know if he knows how bad they are. All right. What about your life lesson? <laughs> so you're going to love this. Um, my life lesson is – Basically, because of Shida and Bilal, mm-hmm. and I think I'm not saying to deceive somebody, but uh, I do think instead of approaching tough subjects defensively, it helps if you state your point of view in a calm manner so that your partner is more open to compromising. And I think Shida did a really good job of that, of just you know stating her wants without getting emotional about it, and and therefore he was more willing to listen and compromise. Mm-hmm. So um, my thing is that you shouldn't. Um, judge people by their Google search history because <laughs> it's basically nonsense. Like, let me look at my Google history right now. Just put it up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> After food near me, I have swamp buggy, um, laundry folding board, um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade route. Um, oh, Fisher Price A frame house. Um, these are, n- and I'll tell you what. None of those things are things I want to do or purchase. <laughs> Definitely not pulling my search history. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I there's an edited version of my search history. But the point <laughs> is, is like you – and she went in hard and accusi- accu- yes. a- accusing like from the, from the get-go when it's he like – just been like looking at random houses. I look at random houses all, all the, time. the time. Like I look at random houses all the time. I look at random things. Something comes up on the TV on a commercial and I'm like, is that the thing? Like the thing and I look it up on, online. Like there's – it yeah. makes – it does not in any way reflect anybody's will or what they want to do. And to go start a fight over that is just – is is dumb. Agreed. All right. So that wraps up this time. Like I said, next week will probably be um, later in the week. Um, and hopefully I think Miss H is going to be back and we'll be able to talk with her and then, you know, we'll move forward from there. So thank you, Miss M, for filling in these couple weeks. Thank and you. And we'll Thanks talk to everybody me. later. All right. See ya. Good. Bye.